0: Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today thanking you, Lord, for another opportunity to witness to your people, to shine the light that you placed down on me, to be a vessel. What a great day to serve you, God. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, I ask that you'd forgive me of any of my trespasses. Fill me afresh with your spirit. Use me, use me, use me for the kingdom of God. Less of me, God, more of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning, good day, Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is you've tuned in, God's Own Divine Design. My beloved, my people, Minister D here, signing on just to give you a word of encouragement. Amen. Just to let you know that it's okay to scrutinize yourself against God. It's okay to compare yourself to Jesus And know that you might come short when you're looking at this thing with natural eyes. But be encouraged because Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God. Welcome to today's clip excerpt of God's own divine design. I hope this word finds you in a position to receive, be blessed, and walk in the authority that Jesus has given us. Amen. I want to get started by encouraging you to always have your Bible when you come before the Lord to learn, to grow in his will and his word. Always have your word before you, even if it's the app on your phone. So before we go any further, I'm gonna give you a moment to gather your word And then we're gonna say our Bible confession together because we're not just on here, God's Own Divine Design doing something. We are walking through the Word of God so that we can apply it in our everyday life, amen? While you're grabbing your Bible, I just wanna thank those who partnered with God's Own Divine Design on this past month you know who you are and i just want to say thank you my sisters thank you my brothers i love you thank you for blessing a young woman of god who is starting her journey in motherhood amen she's having twins and we are super excited about what god is doing not only in her life but what he's doing in their life so we were able to bless her with a virtual baby shower of sorts and just help her getting ready for the uh, coming of her twin baby boys. To carry shout out to you, get some rest, put your feet up and get ready for the glorious seasonal change that's about to come to your world. Thank you, my sisters who partnered with me in being a blessing to this Uh, new mother. And we blessed her by just buying outfits for the uh, babies. And uh, we're just believing by faith that these young men are going to grow up and be great. So we had the opportunity, God's Own Divine Design, this past month to do outreach and to pour into the lives of children who aren't here physically yet, but that are on the way to do great things in the earth for the Lord. So I just want to give shout outs to those who partnered with God's own divine design. And I also want to speak blessings over the babies and over their mother. Uh, And we're thankful to God that we were able to, to just plant a seed. Plant a seed that is going to reap a great harvest. So thank you for that. Uh, If you have your Bibles and you're ready, go ahead and raise it high unto the Lord. Amen. Repeat after me. This is my Bible. The word that God has created for me. I can do what it says I can do. And I can have all it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the word of God, but not only to hear it, but to apply it and be glad of it. In Jesus name, amen. Let's get right into it. For today's reading, I am going to ask that you read Matthew chapters 5, 6, and seven in its entirety. Matthew's chapter five, six, and seven. Now, due to the amount of time that I have, I'm not going to read it, but that is your homework to go back and read Matthew chapters five, six, and seven. Matthew's five, six, and seven is a unique word because here we see the preaching of a king that's right matthew's gospel alternates between jesus's deeds and his discourse between his miracles and his message today's reading matthews 5 through 7 is traditionally called the sermon on the mount only because Jesus preached from the mountainside overlooking the Sea of Galilee. Now, in chapters 5, you're going to see that we look at the law. We look at the Sadducees. We look at the Pharisees. And we look at their holy outer actions. I mean, these people held the law down as close as you could get it to being perfect. They tithed on down to the very spices in their garden. Can I tell you on the outside, these people look like something grand. I mean, they came as close to keeping the law as you possibly could. In chapter six, we're going to see how we stand before the world as believers and what our posture and attitude has to be. If you can't do what the Sadducees and the Pharisees did by trying to keep the law, then what I would subscribe to us is it's not about the outside. It's not about what you see on the outside that really matters to God because God already paid the price through Jesus Christ for our Failure when it comes to the law. Does that mean that the law is obsolete? Definitely not. Definitely not. And chapter seven is going to talk about how we stand before God and that law. You see, we only have one judgment and that is Jesus. And that's why it talks about his uh, his throne is in heaven. But the earth is his footstool. Does it mean that God is putting his foot on us? No. It means that he's ruler of all. He is the one who's going to judge our actions. It's not the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious folk who look real good, who tell you you're good, who tell you you're bad, who tell you you're not this, who tell you you're not that. It's not about that. What it really comes down to is, God's going to judge the heart. The word of God says, man sees the outside. See, so you might look real good on the outside. And I preached about that before. Ladies, it's nothing wrong with having yourself together. It's nothing wrong with carrying out the law as close as you can. The law is not obsolete. But two things you need to know. It's not about what you do on the outside and for the world to see. It's about the posture of your heart as you're going about your day. If you only love those who love you, if you only pray for those who you think are praying for you, what good is that? And in these passages, it talks about how Jesus reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Why? Because he has no respected person. You see, it's not about what people do to you. It's the posture of your heart toward them. Let me say that again. The Pharisees and the Sadducees did a real good job at keeping the law. But their hearts and their motives... We're not pure. My word to you today is this. As we go about being holy. And we must strive for holiness. Because Jesus says I am holy. I am perfect. Therefore you need to be holy and perfect. Our goal is to be disciples. Go out into the world. Let our light shine. Well in doing that. There's some bonuses. We're going to be able to speak over a thing and see that thing changed. Healing. Deliverance. Natural disasters brought under our feet. But our hearts have to be right. Two questions you have to ask yourself. Why am I doing this? And who's going to get the glory? If you're doing it for the world to see you as perfect, forget about it. You have your reward. If you're doing it because God spoke to you and told you to do it and he gave you the idea. And you do it from that heart, from the heart of the Holy Ghost. If you do it because God has given you clear instruction then you can do it in greatness and give him the glory. Can I tell you something? I wasn't thinking about blessing that young lady, but God came to me and he spoke and he said this. He says, when I bless you, everything I bless you with, daughter is not for you. Some of the things I'm going to bring you into are not for you. It's for you too. Passing on to someone else. And so in that moment, I said, Lord, what are you talking about? He says, when I bless you financially, that's not for you to start buying expensive designer bags. He said, you do well right now. I want you to continue to dress and be the way that you are right now. He says, I'm going to bless you with more so that you can give more. I didn't know. That there was going to be an opportunity for me to give later that day. And I definitely am not in the business of asking people to partner with me to do things. But the Holy Ghost shared that idea with me. And my friends, the friends of God's own divine design, didn't say a word. They graciously came alongside of me. And we're a blessing. What am I saying here? Back in the day, I would have gone out and broke the bank trying to do it all myself. All in my strength. But God said, no. Share the concept and the idea I've given you with other sisters so that you can partner and do even greater works in my name. I just want to pause right here to give God the glory. To give God. God the honor, to give God all the praise, because he gave me a creative idea that blessed that young lady and her children far greater than I could have in my own strength. I am so pleased with what the Lord is doing in God's own divine design and in my own life. Because not only is he speaking to me directly to move, but he's speaking to my heart. Can I confess something to you? And this is my second point. I am recognizing that I need not compare myself with my sisters and brothers to my left or my right. There will always be Pharisees and Sadducees. There will always be a believer next to you, and hear me well, that will seem or appear to be doing better than you. I have some people in my life, some friends, that I've seen the fruits of their labor. They made good choices, you guys, and their life appears to be easier then my my walk, my journey. Am I jealous? No. But I see the value in adhering to God's laws. And that's why I say the laws are not bad and the laws are not obsolete. But here's what I also want to cover that with. God is our only judge and jury. God should our should be our only standard. It's not my friends because I don't see it all. I don't see their hearts. I don't see every step that they've made. And I definitely don't see the issues and the cares that they have had to overcome. You see, you can look at a person and think that everything is well with them, but you don't know their testimony. You don't know all what they've been through. Let that seep into your spirit. Finally, it does not matter what it looks like on the outside. We need to be comparing ourselves to Jesus. And as we compare ourselves to Jesus, know this. You're going to see some things in yourself that you're not proud of. That's why this walk is personal, y'all. You're going to see some sel- some things in yourself that you know aren't right. And so as you walk through Matthews chapter 4, 5, Matthews 5, 6, and 7. As you walk through those chapters in your word, you're going to see a few things that you can straighten up. Well, who are you comparing yourself against? You are looking at what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords did and what he thinks don't worry about what you're gonna wear. Don't worry about what you're gonna eat. If I'm taking care of the birds and the grass that I know is gonna be cut down today or tomorrow, don't you worry about having a whole bunch of money stacked up in the bank. That's that's a tall orc, especially when you're middle age, okay? You start thinking about retirement and, and who's gonna take care of you and this and that and the other. And God's saying, no, don't worry about that. Worry about what I put, placed on your plate for today. That's a big, that's a big, big mouthful to, to swallow. But I want to encourage you young and old, God's own divine design, um, to look at it this way. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. In other words, he's our standard. My sisters and brothers in Christ to my left or my right, they're not my standard of measure. Jesus is. And from time to time when I read that word, because as I stepped through chapter 5, 6, and 7, I was not so happy with myself It when I got to certain passages. I said, well, when I look at things like that, in comparison to what Jesus did, I got a little work I need to be doing because I want my heart to be right. When your heart is right, and I'm finishing, when your heart is right, when your heart is right, God can bless. That's what he wants. We're comparing ourselves to Jesus. We know that we're going to have some things that we've got to deal with. But the closer you can stay to his word, the better off you're going to be and the more fruitful you're going to be. That's it. I just wanted to encourage you to read Matthew's chapter 5, 6, and 7 from that perspective. Compare yourself to Jesus Christ. Know that at certain points you're going to look small. Go into your secret closet alone and by yourself and talk to God about those things and walk this thing out according to his will and his way, because he gives you details so that you too can walk in authority. At the end of Matthew chapter 7, it says his teachers, his disciples, the people that he dispensed, able to walk in authority. We want authority. We want to be supported by the power of God as we go out. We want to make good choices and good decisions. And by all means, give God the glory. Amen. I hope you were blessed today with that word. I hope that you'll share it with someone else here on Generation XYZ. I hope that this week you will focus on making Jesus Christ your measure. And don't worry if you don't make it. He already paid the price so that we can go forth and be fruitful. That's all he wants. Represent him well. Let your light so shine before the world that men will see that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. If you're on this platform right now and you've never made the public declaration that you want to be saved, that you want to be uh, in the body of Christ, a part of his kingdom for such a time as this, all you have to do right now is pause, get your spirit quiet And confess these words after me out of your own mouth, meaning it in your heart and you will be saved right now. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I have sinned and I'm unable to save myself. Come into my life, Jesus. Save me. Devil, get out of my world. I worship you no longer. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. It's in your name I do pray.